Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. right river it's going to be dangerous here in the next couple of minutes you know what the danger is going to be is because we're going to talk about something you already know and our mind has this way that when we hear something that we think we know we go wonder what's on tv tonight what's for what's for lunch wish pastor would hurry up uh but you know, just because I've had an egg before and enjoyed it, I'm an egg guy. Ask my wife. I pound eggs. I don't know why, but my body must desire it, right? I must go through almost 18 eggs a week. I pound them. Well, just because I've had an egg doesn't mean I can't have another one, right? Because it's it's not just the the the, the pleasure of eating a food that you like the taste of, uh-huh. including the texture and, and what you can do with that, right. that food. But you're eating it to do what? Put to nutrition inside. Yeah. Amen. Come on. And I think sometimes we, we forget that when we're listening to the Bible. Yeah. We think it's just knowledge. We think it's just things we know. And that's, of course, part of it. But there's also a substance in the word of God. It's called the life of God. Jesus said that the words that I speak unto you, they are spiritual and they contain my life. Remember what Jesus said? He came to give us everlasting life. Well, this book, the Bible, has life in it. And so when you're hearing it and you're interacting with it, you're not just knowing what it says, but you're believing what it says. And you begin to to to. Allow it to work inside of you by believing life is being imparted to us. So we're going to eat an egg this morning. You know this information. You've heard this information. And you and I are operating in it to a certain level. But apparently we need to go up a notch. Amen. So he's going to add to what we already know. He's going to impart life to empower us to activate at a higher level what we know amen Amen? and that's called growing that's called being a good steward amen so father here we are we're here in person we're out there watching in our pajamas online and we thank you lord for the word the word is alive it's alive it's a living entity it contains god's life and revelation and truth so We're going to eat it. We're going to consume it. We're going to allow it to abide in us by believing. And therefore, we'll be quickened, we'll be energized, and our light will be illuminated, our path will be illuminated, and we'll walk in blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go real quick over to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. I want you to get a hold of a spiritual truth, because this is what helps to unlock 
all other truths or all other blessings in the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And we're not going to look at the clock this morning because the Lord had us do some extra things. And, but I really felt in my heart that this message was so important that I was going to give you the whole dose, okay? So just please be patient with me. And it is my birthday, so, you know, maybe that's a birthday wish, okay? Ephesians, yeah, I'm going to play that tune all day long. All right, Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. I want you to focus on how this is worded. It says that God hath or has already done what? Blessed us. That is a spiritual truth. Too many of us try to go to God to talk him into giving us something. We think that that's what prayer is. But no, it, it, I don't ask him to give me something. It says here that he hath already given me. What has he given me? It says that with all, now that's not laundry detergent. That, that's talking about it encompasses everything right all spiritual blessings and where are they they're in heavenly places and that means they're in that unseen spiritual realm all right you got that so understand that after the finished work of jesus that's talking about his resurrection we we all that we need in this life has already been provided Right? Just, I, I love the example that Miss Sharon gave this morning about the grocery store. Well, you don't go into the grocery store and ask them to go get something for you. No, everything that they got for you was on the shelf. You just take it. Of course, you've got to pay for it. But the same is true in the things of God. Everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness, God has already provided it for you and I. So prayer isn't trying to talk God into giving you something. Prayer is receiving what God has already given to you. We've got to let that sink in. Because religion teaches us that we have to bombard heaven. We have to, to do things that will make God move on our behalf. We, we've got to earn his blessings. No, 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 no. That's not Bible. That's not Bible. Because then you're no longer operating by grace. Now you're operating by works. So God has already given you and I everything that we need and understand it's everything that pertains to life and godliness. Life and godliness. If you want to make a note of this verse in Scripture, I want you to write down 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. 2 Peter, the second epistle if written by Peter, chapter 1, verse 2, and dash verse 3. It simply says that his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That's just like Ephesians 1.3. Amen. I have to give you this. Because it's not believer. It's already all, all they need. They, 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 well, the, the shepherd paid this for you. His name is paid for Take whatever you want. So you're going to get one Now, we use quite often because most people can do it. Now, now, you can't disagree with that, can you? Why? Because God's so... So Jesus is a gift that's been given to a human being. 
Every human being already owns Christ. Now, they don't have Christ. They have access to Christ. When you receive salvation, it wasn't a matter of Jesus climbing back up on the cross again for you. And to, you know, he already purchased your salvation. Salvation is you receiving the gift that was already given. Are you able to wrap yourself around that? Salvation was what? You receiving freely what Jesus purchased you and you were saved. Now, go over to Ephesians chapter 2, 8. Let's see how that salvation that was already mine for 2,000 years, how did I receive it? How did it become my personal possession? Here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says that by grace, and, and, and grace simply means God giving you something that you do not deserve or have earned. Right? Amen. So salvation isn't something that I've earned. And I certainly didn't deserve it, right? Amen. So it says that by grace, I was saved or received my salvation. How? Through faith. So, faith is that substance that God has given us to, to receive that which he has given us by grace. Yeah. For by grace, the grace has already been given, salvation has already been, already been given by the price that Jesus paid 2,000 years ago, that grace was available to me for 2,000 years, but I accessed that grace through faith. Then it became my personal possession. All right? Look, let's see that in in real time in, in the Word of God. Go to Romans chapter 10, verse 10. You guys with me? Are you believing for truth? Are you believing for light? Verse 10.10 says that with the heart, everybody say, with the heart. So this is the part of our being in which we received our salvation. We are an eternal spirit. We do have a mind, and we live in this earth suit, the body. So with the heart, man believeth. It doesn't say with the mind, man believes. It doesn't say with, with our feelings, we, we believe. Doesn't say with my body that I receive. No, it says with my heart, with my inner man, with my spirit, I believe, unto righteousness, and with my mouth, what I say about Jesus, receive salvation. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So understand that salvation was received when you believe what God said about Jesus and what he did for you, and then you saw that he gave you Jesus by grace, and then you confessed him as your Lord because you believed that he was your Lord and Savior. And then saying what you believed about Jesus received the grace of salvation. Now, God's faith works the same in every area. His grace always works the same. His faith always works the same. The grace of God has already been given 
to every human being when Jesus sat down at the right hand of God the Father. But it's still up to each individual to receive that grace by faith. And we receive it the same way. Believing with our mouth, excuse me, believing with our heart and saying with our mouth. That's how faith works. Now go over to Mark 11.23. And so we're going to talk about the impact or the effect of the words that we speak. And this is such an important reality and truth that you and I need to take advantage of. Too many of us abuse our words. Maybe this service is for me, you know? I want my words to work for me. I don't want them to work against me. Now, look what Jesus said over here in Mark eleven twenty three. You know this verse. Again, we're talking about something that you've heard multiple times before. But we're going to eat our eggs, right? We're going to like them because they're imparting life unto us. Mark eleven twenty three. this is Jesus speaking. He says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, so that identifies since everybody can walk in this truth, that makes it a spiritual law. Doesn't the law of gravity work for every person? Amen. Nobody's excluded, right? Well, this is a spiritual law, and this works for everybody. Amen either in a good way or a negative way. He says that whosoever shall say, everybody say say, unto this mountain, what are you going to say to this mountain? Be thou removed. That's what we did this morning with Rahim. We said, hey, those bad things, you be removed. We were speaking to the mountain. And not only be removed, but be thou cast into the sea. And then it says, and shall not doubt in his heart. Notice it's emphasizing that this is something you're doing from your heart. But shall believe. What are you going to believe? That those things which you are saying shall come to pass. Therefore, at that point, if you're saying what you believe, then you shall have whatsoever you say. Now, what did this verse, what did Jesus say I can have? I can say those things that I believe that what I'm saying is coming to pass. So you have to believe in words. I have to believe in my words. I have to believe my words are working for me. It doesn't say that you can have whatever you say without believing. They go together. You got to believe that what you're saying is being created, and then you say it. Okay? When you confess the Lordship of Jesus, you believe that that moment He came into you. You believe what you said came to pass. You believe He came into your heart, and you were born again. Right? Remember, faith works the same way. Now, Understand that words are not just simply the expression of thoughts, but words can also uh, release or create what we believe. Words, when used scripturally, words used as the Bible instructs us to use them, will create the will of God in our life. And it will access everything that Jesus has purchased for us, whether it's spiritual, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, whether it's relational, whether it's physically, whether it be financially. It'll touch every area of our life. 
Amen? Because Jesus came to redeem the entire man, not just our spirit. Now look here. We're going to look at a portion of Scripture that just seemed to... inside of me. Go to Luke chapter 6. We're going to talk about how our words can work for us. Luke chapter 6, go to verse 45. Luke 6, 45. It says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, that from that good treasure of his heart, he will bring forth that which is good. Now, I want you to, to focus just for a moment on what, what is inside this man's heart. Good treasure. It says good treasure of the heart. So this, this, this which is being brought forth that is good has its origin in the good treasure that is in your heart. Did, did, did you catch that? A good man out of, the, out of the good treasure of his heart. Therefore, then he can bring from that good treasure that which is good. Amen? Amen. So, so this verse is, is pertaining to what you and I put into our heart. It's not what God puts in my heart. It's not what my mother-in-law puts in my heart. It's, it's, it's what I put into my heart. And I have the power and the ability to put good treasures in my heart. Amen. Amen. Did you get that? Good treasures. Now, what is the good treasures? Well, the good treasures are the promises of God. Right? <laughs> the, the, the good treasure are, are the promises of God. We can fill ourselves with good treasure by hearing the word of God. That's how you put the word of God in your heart. So if you want to load up your heart with good treasure, then you hear the promises of God. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you hear it over and over and over and over again. Amen. There's a lot more to the process than that, but I just want you to get the high points, all right? So the good treasure is the promises of God. It's the Word of God. And each one of us determines the measure or how much good treasure or the, the promises of God is in our heart. When you get to the checkout, we keep using the grocery store example. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> you determine what's in your cart by the time you get to the checkout. And if you just walk around the store going, woo, 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 and you don't put anything in your cart, you're going to leave without anything. Amen. Amen. So you and I 
determine the measure. Now, how, how do we know how much is the measure of the promises of God that we have in our heart? Well, the greater the measure is the greater the reality you have of the promise. You see, I, I heard about salvation, so I had that real small treasure of that in my heart. But it wasn't a big enough measure to act on receiving salvation. But then when people came along and started sharing the truth about Jesus Christ, and I'm hearing the word of God, more of a measure started getting up higher, 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 higher. And then all of a sudden, the reality of it, the reality of what I was hearing went, whoa, he died for me. He died for me. Here I thought before he was just an historical figure. Now I found out he's a, he's a personal representative of God and is the very son of God. And he died for me. And when that measure of that came up to a point, that's when it came up and got in my mouth. Does that make sense? All right. Now let's go into the next verse. So we're going to hear the exact same thing that we just said, but in reverse. Or the opposite. Still in verse 45, Luke 6. Here comes an evil man. And what's he got in his heart? He's got evil treasure. Ooh. Everybody go, ooh. Right? And so when I have evil treasure in my heart, I'm going to bring forth that which is what? Evil. evil. Now again, it's talking about evil treasures of a person's heart. And this pertains to what we put into our heart. In this case, it's evil treasure. And you know what an evil treasure is. It's all that contradicts the promises of God. Right? You've heard about the Antichrist. It's the opposite of all Christ is. Well, evil treasure is the exact opposite of that which is good treasure. So where good treasure is health and healing for the body, evil treasure is sickness. Right? Good treasure is my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Evil treasure is I'm going under. I can't pay my bills. Right? Yep. Amen. Complete opposite. Amen. All right. So how did you fill your heart with good treasure? Do it, what's that? Hearing, right? By hearing the word of God. Well, we fill our heart with evil treasure through worry, fear, and unbelief. Right? So like if I spend all day wringing my hands, worrying, even fearful, right? You know what fear is like. And 
you just um, you're just full of unbelief. You know what the word says, but right now you're too worried to think about the word of God. After all, this is going on. I'm feeling this. I see this. I feel that. That's filling your heart with evil treasure. Did, did you see that? So each of us determines the measure of evil treasure that's in our heart. The greater the measure, the greater is the reality of the worries that you're having and the fears that you're embracing. You see that? Now, what happens when what we put in our heart gets to capacity? Well, the last part of this verse 45 tells us. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now you and I can always know what's in abundance in our heart. All we got to do is listen to ourselves. When I talk about what I see, when I talk about what I feel, when I talk about what I think's going to happen that's negative, I'm full of evil treasure. Yep. Amen. And you don't have to wonder what's in my heart when you hear me talk. But when I get it full of the word, and I'm worrying the word, you know, you know how worry... The problems, you know what that is. Well, just turn that in reverse and start worrying about the word. Wow, I am so healed. Wow, whoa, by his stripes I was healed. Woo. Right? And then when it starts coming out of here, now you're in that mode of forming it and creating it in your life. And that's why you get good things. Because you're saying out of the good treasure what you believe. So, whatever you and I say and don't doubt in our heart, but believe that those things which we're saying shall come to pass, we'll have whatever we say. And that will work with either good treasure in my heart or evil treasure in my heart. Verse this verse 23 of Mark 11 will work for me for good or for bad, depending on what is in abundance in my heart. Right. Right. Amen. Got that? Yes. Now, let's make it practical. And is it okay if I use myself as a guinea pig? Now, Every one of us, as we've been talking this morning, was thinking about something that you, it's probably an obstacle that's in your life. And sometimes these things have been dogging us for many, many years. Well, that's, that's an indication that our mind has to be renewed in that area. Amen. You see, people that are brought up in a poverty 
environment growing up and experience lack to the place where they're wounded by it, then they'll, for, most, for the most part, they'll be poor all their lives. You want to know why the people can't get out of the inner cities? It's because they have that mentality. And so that's what they fill their heart with, and that's how they speak, and that's how they act. And that's why they have what they have. If you, if you grow up with sickness, or you've been wounded by sickness, I know this happened to me. I had a, a father die uh, in, uh, at 39 years old. My dad died when he was 39 years old. And I was completely wounded by that. And so it was very important for me to change that curse that was in my lineage. And I didn't want to die early because of my children. I didn't want to do to my children that my father did to me. You know, he didn't want to do that. Just the way it turned out. Okay? So I dove into the word of God and filled the good treasure of my heart up with healing scriptures. And have trained myself that if I get any kind of pain in my body, I talk to it immediately. I, I don't let it take root. I can't. I, I just start filling my heart up with the word, the healing scriptures, which I listen to every day. And then, out of that abundance, I speak, believing that what I'm saying is coming to pass. And the devil's tried to put all sorts of things on me. Recently, arthritis, he's tried to put on me. And I'm not bowing my knee to it. I'm not bowing my knee to it. And so there's something in your life that you talk about in a negative way. Now, for me, it's my children. It's interesting that when something is connected to emotion, it's, it's more difficult to eradicate and defeat. You know what I'm talking about. Our children are everything to us. And our grandkids, too, I guess. <laughs> And so when something gets you emotional, sometimes you fill your heart with evil treasure because you see them doing things that you know is harmful to them. And then you start to worry about it. And then you start to, you start to dream about it. You are awakened at night because of it. Well, we don't realize that that process is filling up our hearts with evil treasure. And it's just a matter of time that we're going to start speaking it. Mm. And we're going to start saying how they're acting. We're going to start saying what's going to happen to them. And I have been very guilty of it. So I've made the decision to do what? To go to God's grocery store and fill my cart up with promises concerning my children. I'm just going to give you two. Right? Are you guys getting anything out of this today? It's helping me. Go ahead and put up Joshua 
24, 15. Joshua 24, 15. And in the latter part of this verse, uh, Joshua makes this statement. And he says right down here, even though all this is going on, but, there's that but that uh, Mark 6 told us about. But, regardless of what I see, regardless of what I feel, regardless of what people are saying, as for me, and who? And my house. That's our children. That's our grandchildren. Right? We will do what? We will serve the Lord. So I need to take this verse of Scripture, and I need to put it into my heart with abundance by hearing it, and hearing it, and hearing it. Letting it create imagery or imagination of my house serving the Lord. Seeing in, in my imagination them walking through the two double doors. Them having an encounter with God and, 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 and bowing, once again, their knee to, to him and his will for their life. So start getting a good, abundant measure of the promise God has given me concerning my children. I need to put it in the reservoir of my heart. Right? Let's go on over to Proverbs. Chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way that they should go. Then what happens? And when they are old or when they're in a place of life where, where they make their own decisions. See, a lot of times our, our kids are pretty good when they're in the house, and that's because they're not making all the decisions. They're living in a realm of rules and, 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 you know, and under our authority. But when they get old, they get out from under our authority, then they make their own decisions. So when they start making their own decisions, they will not depart from the truth they got when they were a child. Amen. I need to feed on this verse of Scripture. For a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, will speak from that abundance and create good. Amen. And so what I need to do is start filling up my good treasure. I need to start meditating in the word. I need to start speaking these words to myself. I need to allow these words to create imagery and, 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 and fill my imagination of my children serving God, being happy, being happy in the things of God, following the Lord, seeing, seeing uh, the Lord manifesting not only towards them but through them and then once I get filled with this good treasure then I start speaking these out with authority 
Father, I've trained up my children in the way they should go. Your truth is in them. I say that your word is a light under their path. And I say that they'll not depart from this truth. I say they're walking in this truth. I say, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord. Together, we're serving the Lord. Hand in hand, we're serving the Lord. And then, most importantly, when I hear about or see one of my children doing something that I know they got no business doing or acting in a way that's not befitting of a spirit-filled, tongue-talking, born-again new creature in Christ. I've got to not let it move me. The Bible says, consider not. What they're doing is real. What they're doing is, is, is what is happening in that moment. But I don't allow that moment to sway the good treasure I have in my heart. And so I don't say what I see. I don't say what I feel. I say, you know, Lord, that may be going on, but you know, what I have and what I'm saying is coming to pass. I've trained them up in the way they should go, and they're not departing from it. I don't care what I see. I don't care what I feel. Just like Abraham didn't consider his own body dead. He said, I'm the father of many nations. Because he filled his heart with the good treasure of everybody calling him Abraham, the father of multitudes. And his heart got filled with that to the degree that it became a reality to him. And then he began to say it, and Sarah conceived. Amen? So this isn't something that you and I do once or twice. We get on it, and we stay with it, and we don't let anybody shake us off of us, off of it, especially not allowing our emotions to say what is contrary to what we believe. See, we walk by faith. We talk by faith, not by sight, not by feelings. And that's why we have to take the effort of putting the good treasure in. Put the good, that's really the key to all this. You put the good treasure in. You put the good treasure in, then the good treasure is going to come out. It has to, because you're full. Amen? So whatever... Whatever has you up at night, whether it's spiritual, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in your body, whether it's in your book, or excuse me, in your checkbook or bank account, whatever it is, find the good treasure. You only need one or two verses. And get it in you. Get it in you. And you'll know when it's getting in in you because you start getting happy. Can I tell you a quick story? About a month ago, I this my my left shoulder, it was uh, I don't know what's going on with it. It might be my rotator cuff 
cup got damaged or something and it had a lot of pain. And so uh, the Bible says that if you can believe, all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible to him that believes. And all things encompasses a creative miracle. I got that. I hadn't seen it that way before. And so I asked the Lord and about it, and yeah, all things are possible. So I spoke to that shoulder and to that where the pain was emanating from, and I said, in the name of Jesus, I have a creative miracle, and I have full mobility, full strength, and no pain in my left shoulder. Amen. It's done. And right now it's about the, the pain level is maybe 50% less than it was. So I, I, I can, I have evidence that the power is working, right? So this is the funny part. So the other day, I was just thinking about how it was so awesome. The Lord healed me, gave me a creative miracle on my left shoulder. And all of a sudden, this sharping pain came to my right shoulder. <laughs> And I couldn't help myself. I started laughing out loud. Because <laughs> he was getting defeated over here, so he said, I'll try over here. And right now, it's gone. So when you get, and I'm not bragging on me, I'm just telling you this works for whoever works it. It's not me. It's, it's, it's just doing what he tells us to do, and that's why it works. So, <clears throat> get it filled up, get fully persuaded, yes. and start speaking what you believe, Amen. and you'll have what you say. Amen. And he can change Amen. any disaster. Because yes. if you and I can believe, all things. All things. All things. All things are possible. Amen. Go ahead and stand up. Say, I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I choose to fill my heart with good treasure. I choose to fill my heart with the promises of God. For the promises of God are yea and amen. They're yes and so be it. And so as I fill up my heart with good treasure, I become fully persuaded that that which he promised, he's also able to perform. And then I start speaking what that promise is. I begin saying I'm healed by his stripes. I start saying I got an overflowing supply. I start saying I got the best marriage in the world. And that my kids serve the Lord. And that's when I access his grace through faith. And it becomes mine. Mm -hmm. Now lift up your hands and say, it becomes mine. Becomes Thank mine. you, it becomes mine. It becomes mine. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. In Jesus' name, Jesus name. Amen. amen. Well, I'm glad I came to church. <laughs> well, you enjoy your afternoon. And if you, if you are inclined,